So we thought we would find something, something positive to talk about. And our next guest gives Leafs fans something positive to talk about. Joining us from ESPN, their NHL prospects writer is Corey Pronman. Corey joins us now. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me on. In a black hole of Leaf joy, you have provided something. Uh, your top 50 drafted prospects rating came out. Who was number one? Yeah, uh, right now when I was doing the draft of prospect ranking, uh, I have William Nylander first at right now. Unlike last year's or even in some previous years, this was a year where I don't think there was like a standard one prospect like, say, Jonathan Drouin was at this yeah. time last yeah. year. But whether it was Nylander or Sam Reinhardt, Sam Bennett, Nick Ehlers, those are all the guys I debated. And I ended up choosing Nylander for a few reasons. Uh, one, uh, the season he's had, he had in Sweden, the Dolphins moved over to North America, was very unique for an 18-year-old. He was playing 20 minutes a night. He was one of the league's top players. He was dynamic offensively, playing very well at center in a pro league. And you just look at the player's high skill level, the way he can gain the zone effortlessly and, and create offense. Uh, he's a, a player with a ton of upside and has some warts in his game, but overall he looks like a, a truly elite prospect and definitely probably one of the sole uh, bright spots in this league season so far. Hey, Corey, it's uh, Jeremy here. What what excites you, in, uh, I guess, in the sense that uh, the most about how he plays and I guess in, in, in the bigger picture how he would play with NHL players because he is a bit of a small guy? Yeah, for sure. Um, when you were watching at the World Juniors, for example, the Sweden clearly had a set place for him, even even strength, where he would always be the guy carrying the puck up the ice to gain the zone and make the first play, either to find a teammate on the entry or to do something to make a guy miss and try to create offense. They clearly had the offense flow through him. And I definitely think they have the same degree. Again, that's U20 hockey. But in the NHL, I definitely think he can be that kind of uh, tempo a high-tempo kind of player where he's the guy who brings the puck up out of the zone, tries to create something, has the speed, the puck skills, the offensive IQ to generate offense and be a primary uh, uh, puck player in terms of how the Leafs run their system. And that's the kind of player you can see I think he is, and I think he could be a potentially uh, very good NHLer in that role. When you look to the future, which is what you do for a living, um, you, you're, you're trying to find those nuggets. And, and this looks like it's a pretty good draft year. And with the way the Leafs are playing, top 10 draft pick is likely. Um, probably they're not bad enough to catch teams like Buffalo or Edmonton or Carolina or Arizona, but one never knows. But I think realistic, you're looking in that 5 to 10 range. Of the players that you may have slotted in that area, which one of those players would be the best fit for the Leafs or might be a real diamond in a in not necessarily a diamond in the rough because that might be unfair because it looks like it's a pretty good year but might be that player that down the road becomes that very very good player yeah in, in a 5 to 10 range I think you're going to have a lot of potentially high-end defensemen that go in that range in the top of the draft you're going to have obviously McDavid, Eichel, yeah. probably Hannafin maybe, and probably one of one or two of Mitch Marner, Lawson Krauss, or Dylan Strom go in that range. Mm-hmm. And after that, I think there's going to be a, several uh, potentially top in defense prospects like Zach Rowinski in Michigan, Oliver Schillington in Sweden, uh, or Ivan Provorov at Brandon. I, I expect I could see all three of those guys going in the top ten, which could, which is the projected range you gave me. 
And I think, you know, that those are some really a significant two-way or in Schillington's case, a high-end offense to defenseman prospects. And those are guys I kind of project to be in the least range at that spot. Are there any similarities in the way that Nylander plays and the way that Kessel plays offensively? Um, I think there's some differences. I think Kessel's a little bit more of a sniper. Uh, his shot is one of the, you know, obviously one of the very best in the NHL. His speed one of the very best in the NHL. Um, I don't think Nylander's skating is very good. I don't think it's at that level. Nylander has a little more of a of a puck uh, skill kind of game where he can control the game very well from the sideboards, creates, knows how to, you know, just make the tight plays and, and find his open teammates. I see a little bit more of a playmaker where I classify uh, still as more of a, a fast-paced sniper kind of player. I don't know how much Nylander will fill out, and that's obviously one of the things that you, you question as a scout looking long-term. But the one thing that uh, I liked, and while it only is at the junior level, uh, he doesn't mind going to the dirty places for a guy that size. And he didn't seem at the World Juniors to be intimidated at all to have the puck in the slot with guys on him. And I don't know if that's a skill that can be taught or that's just something that's natural. And I don't think he's going to be, you know, a tremendous player off the puck when we get him into the NHL. Uh, yeah, again, he's not, he's a little small, he's not the biggest. But I definitely think for the last 12 months he's made progression in that area. His move to center at the pro level and, and his improvements defensively have been notable. Again, I wouldn't say he's going to be a great player in that in that area in the NHL, but I definitely think he can handle uh, his own in that respect. But his value is definitely going to be his elite offensive ability. Who's the uh, best Leafs prospect named not Nylander? Corey? That's tough. I mean, I, 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 you know, Percy was just called up. So, I mean, I would, him, I would probably maybe talk about him. Maybe you're talking about Andreas Janssen in Sweden. Or, uh, it's, there is, I would say the system is very top-heavy with William. I don't think there's a lot of real top-end prospects after him. And there's a c- couple of other guys you can name. I, I don't think... Maybe maybe Gauthier, but he hadn't really taken Mesa forward since his draft season. I probably would lean maybe either Percy or Janssen at this point. But like I said, there probably isn't a, a bunch of guys who, who stand out in that respect after Nylander. Can you round out your top five for us uh, as far as your top 50 prospects not in the NHL right now? The top five forward? Uh, well, it would go Nylander, then Sam Reinhardt. Uh, then Nick Gilliers with Winnipeg, Sandman with Calgary, and I had David Pasternak there, and then he was uh, obviously called yeah. up uh, yeah. by Boston. Were you surprised that he he did get called up? Not necessarily because of the skill level, but you know the kid facially looks like he's about eight years old. And he just, <laughs> he, you know he's he, he's he's again lacking that stereotypical NHL size. Absolutely, but I think you look at how well Pasternak has played in the oh, American League, yeah. and, and he's not only just played well, he's been one of the very top players in the American League for an 18-year-old. He seems to be, even though he is a small, thin guy in the American League, he showed night in and night out he can handle the physical game very well and still create a lot of offense. So I think the Bruins are looking at that saying, well, if he can handle the American League physicality, we'll see how he does in the NHL. And so far, he's been in their top six, he's been producing, and you know, you expect over time he will spell out. That limitation doesn't seem to be holding him back right now. Yeah, he. he I saw uh, the game they played in Philadelphia or against Philadelphia where he scored two, and it was like, holy smokes, this kid, he gets it already, which, you know, as, as somebody who's 19 years old is, is fantastic. Final question. Um, when you put together your top 50 list, I'm sure you had guys in, guys out. 
when you came up with the final list, which name surprised you the most that you thought, wow, or, or even with a position uh, that you had them in the final diagnosis, you had them rated a lot higher than you thought you may? Uh, there's a couple of guys. I think that I, you know, going into the year, I, I thought highly of Dylan Larkin. I didn't think he was a great prospect, but I mean, he's just had such a fantastic year. The Detroit Red Wings, a first-round player. He's yeah. been uh, one of the very best freshmen in college hockey we've seen, you know, outside, you know in, in the non-Eichel range. And, like, in, in recent years, uh, you had, you had, he, was all, he was clearly USA's best player at the World Juniors. Not a highly skilled, flashy guy, but one of the very best skaters you'll see for a player his age, considering his frame. And he was just been so impressive. Another guy would be a Montreal prospect, Charles Udall, who has just, uh, he's another small, thin player, but just consistently has, has impressed over the years, playing ahead of age group, playing all situations. And this year in the American League, he's been one of the league's uh, top 10 scorers for a 20-year-old rookie as a pro. And he's a guy I put in my top 30 because he's just shown so much offensive ability and so much ability to adapt as the game keeps progressing. Always love the conversations, Corey. Thank you so much for doing this. To find out Corey's ranking, you can go to ESPN.com and uh, just you can find them there. Corey, thanks for doing this. No worries. Corey Pronman, ESPN's NHL Prospects writer. And-